Hey, welcome back to episode three of Seattle Sucks, a podcast about hating the city we love and live in. Uh, this is Alex. I'm joined here today with Greg. Say hi, Greg. Hello. Colin. Hi. And John. Hell yeah. Sweet. And uh, we're back to talk about an issue uh, near and dear to my heart, which is um, food, mostly. And Seattle is a foodie city. Uh, Durkin oh, yeah. herself, in her homeless speech, or her uh, you know head tax speech, uh, mentioned uh, how much of a, 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 a North Star Seattle is in the dining community. And uh, in particular... Uh, a couple things. Restaurant week just wrapped up, and one of our own, uh, Eduardo Jordan, uh, chef at Solare and June Baby, won a couple Beard Awards, which are like, you know, like Emmys. Like everyone gets <laughs> one, basically. But uh, he he got an award for best new restaurant in the country. So it's, I guess it's. Is he going for his EGOT? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that, they'll start having that because the EGOT inflation is getting a little high. They'll have yeah. to add a Beard yeah, Award to is, it. Yeah. This happens sort of on the tail end of restaurant week in Seattle. And Seattle has this thing twice a year where uh, for a couple weeks or a month, um, many of the restaurants in Seattle have a special menu. And it's basically like a very, very restricted small menu. Um, And the deal is it's $33 and you get three courses mm-hmm. and i had courses use that term yeah. loosely it's like a small appetizer right a small entree and a small dessert you get like three plates what yeah. exactly are on those plates is uh who knows or, you know but it's like a very limited restricted menu and but people like are all excited about it because it's like oh i'm gonna go to like a nice restaurant and it'll be affordable or something like that when in reality i think like for two people after drinks it, it costs just as much as any yeah, other like meal bucks. would cost, yeah, right, like yeah. in Seattle. Um, but I thought that was just, you know, funny. That whole thing came and went, and then I don't know. Restaurant week, I always think is silly. It's kind of a scam. I don't just order off the normal menu. Really, there's nothing special about the limited one. I actually go during restaurant week, and I, I ask for the regular menu. I say no thanks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure like you go there, and the wait Sir? staff just Sir? looks at yeah. you like oh, no. Actually, I went to, I was at, um, I think it's called, is it called Eve in Fremont? Across from, just yeah, right next to the bridge. vegetarian place. Is it vegetarian? I think it's vegetarian. I don't know. I was there in the middle of the day and, actually, no, we, I went, two different people, I went to two different places in Fremont, two days in a row, and both times, the gist from the the staff was like, oh God, restaurant week this is so fucking annoying. It's oh just yeah. It's a pain in the ass for us. And like, and you, and you get that impression. Like if you go on restaurant week, just basically like the host or server, whoever's at the front door, Seattle doesn't observe protocol no. when it comes to service <laughs> properly. So someone eventually will make eye contact with you and like glare at you from the corner. And then five minutes later, someone might come up and, and ask like, what are you here for? Do you, do you want a table or something? Or like, <laughs> This is so true. So like every restaurant now, none of them have a sign about seat yourself or please wait. You walk in and it's like you walk into the middle of the restaurant because it's all open concept. All the waiters just wear whatever the fuck they want. So you have no, you're like, who even works here? And then you're just staring at strangers who are also waiting for a waiter and they think you're the waiter and they're looking at you. And you have to play, you have to like look for certain cues that tell you like, 
do I order at the bar? Oh yeah. Do I like? Yeah. Do I just wait for? You, you could be waiting for like twenty five minutes for a waiter to come by, thinking this is a normal time to wait. So there's probably still coming, and then realize, right. oh, I just have to go order at the bar. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I guess the service, um, the service excellence uh, tradition in Seattle is is sort of a new thing for us. I. Of all the places I've dined, I've never uh, never seen such disdain for the customer <laughs> as in in Seattle. And I, I don't know. I think like it has something to do with the, the economics. Like you know, everyone has a tech job, and so like you know, the people who are like you can't find you know good waiters or waitresses because they've you know migrated up in their career, right? Right. Um, but I was talking to some friends about it, and they were like, "Yeah, like I tried to get a wait job, wait, a service job in Seattle, and they wanted three years' experience." Wow! Wow! <laughs> I was like everything's tough shit. in this town. Like, yeah, no kidding, right? And there's a bunch of articles online about how um, how hard it is to find help uh, in Seattle. One of the primary facts is due to like the ice sweeps and immigration crackdown. Jesus. So basically, people, you know, I mean. I don't care where you eat in Seattle, like you're going to a French restaurant, an Irish restaurant, uh, you know, a Cambodian restaurant, a Mexican dude is cooking your food. Yeah. And um, with the whole crackdown on immigration and everything like that, I guess like that's been hard to find people to staff. Yeah, you add that to the restaurant boom. And like, yeah, yeah, I can see like totally. It's just impossible. Would you remember when we used to go to Snooze Snooze Junction? Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) It's like my quintessential like... Seattle uh, restaurant service, like that's my my center, my like my grounding. Snooze Junction was a pizza place in Seattle. Is it? It's not there now, right? Was no, okay, good. Yeah, it's a Thai restaurant, okay. now or something. If you have to ask, you know it's fucking. Yeah, gone. no, I just want to make sure. Just... <laughs> yeah, uh, and it. I think maybe only two people worked there at a time. There was like a waitress, and then there was like the dude making the pizzas in the back. And it was just like, I mean, it was like getting, like, it was like walking into a sanitarium or something. <laughs> really and like was. this, like, apoplectic, like, young woman just sort of, like, staring at you and shivering. <laughs> and then, like, walks you over the table. Like, sh- like she doesn't know why you're there. And it, it's just very confusing. And then the food comes and it just, it's not even the right food. It, it, it's hilarious. But um, really we still time. loved it. We went it back there way. for that. It, that was like part yeah. of the entertainment. It was like dinner and a show. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> take take notes, Ethan Stoll. All right. Yeah. If you get the service is just bad enough, um, it, you'll have loyal customers forever. Uh, but I guess that's the reason why you can't get good service. We should just reminisce about all our favorite bars that don't exist anymore. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> The hurricane. No, uh, oh, the hurricane. Yeah, I've, I've forgotten them all. It's it's gone. It's been wiped from my mind. It's like a dream. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should say. You know, um, I mentioned Catfish Corner, Jackson's Catfish Corner. Mm-hmm. That they were like, uh, they did close on their like thirty year location at um, MLK and Cherry in like two thousand fourteen, but. They they popped up a little while later in South Seattle, and now they're they are back now at twenty uh, first uh, and Yesler. So I haven't been to that location, but they're there serving Southern seafood, awesome Sweet. catfish. Do um, they have an encyclopedia on their website I, that I can reference? I seriously fucking doubt it. And I mean, the okay. fish comes in like a plastic basket with paper, you know, gingham paper, but. Uh, 
it's fucking delicious. I haven't been there since in their new location, but they they at least still exist. But they but they've had to they had to move like, and were closed for months at a you know months or years at a time in between. And but they're there. Go check them out. Yeah, but Uncle Ike's has to go somewhere, man. He's yeah, got, you know. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Do you know he owns the car wash next door? Yeah, no, that's a whole shit. like empire. Yeah, now. he's just buying property. Uncle all Ike is taken up like yeah, he's just. Whatever is it? There an actual guy named Uncle Ike involved? Yeah, Eisenberg. Oh, uh, what's his name? I don't know. He's like a loudmouth who like embraces confrontation with the community or whatever. <laughs> like there was a church that was protesting them for a while, and like uh, he would like go out with a like a. Uh, what do you call it? Megaphone? Like, yeah, and like yell back at them. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> not not helping, dude. Not uh, helping. I don't know, man. That guy's doing something right. Holy um, shit. Do you own well, a car wash? Uh, he's selling pot. So yeah. that's what yeah. he's doing right. <laughs> yeah. And it's working. I was I was down there and I, I just walked by Uncle Ike's and it was like someone operating like a nightclub. Like there yeah. was a bouncer and a line out the door, and I was like, yeah. what is this again? And someone's just like, it's a pot shop. And I was just like beside myself, like Holy shit. Ian Eisenberg. And fuck. Okay, according to, the, to Wikipedia, apparently there's a Wikipedia about Uncle Egg's Pot Shop. They make a million dollars a month. God wow. damn. Oh, that still doesn't put, put oh, them yeah. uh, in the purview of the head tax. Right. So. He better sell that <laughs> car wash real yeah, quick. Yeah. No, but see, that he, he's, that's probably separately incorporated, you know? Mm-hmm. Fuck, he's got multiple locations, though. He is going to have to pay the head tax. <laughs> Someday. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, maybe. by the time it, right. that happens, Actually, like yeah. <laughs> we will abolish taxation. Well, there'll be a, an American constitutional amendment to abolish the concept of taxation. Uh, speaking of which, should we uh, check in on what we've labeled the hashtag resistance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we did like a, like a sound for the resistance. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and when I uh, not not the hashtag resistance against Trump, I'm of course talking about the much more uh, emotional uh, and uh, scarier hashtag resistance against the head tags in Seattle, which is now basically enveloping everyone in every structure so of funny. government, except for the most liberal, I think, the, uh, out there. The sound effects should be Scrooge McDuck jumping into his pile. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is amazing. It's, uh, it's hard out there. No, it's all it had, like, up until, you know, we were so involved in it. We were we were reading everything. Of course, like, our first episodes of this podcast were basically all about that because it's what was happening. And, like, you know, the sort of activism class, the people who really cared on the left and on the right were really involved in it. But most people, like, it's just some bullshit that, that the city council was talking about. Like, it's not, it's like, a, not, like it, it flows over your head. Then it it passed and now it's a real thing and so the headline actually says this is the law now and then you actually read uh, the entire city actually reads to the bottom of the article the insane propaganda in the seattle times it's like this is going to drive all the jobs out of seattle and this is like a communist takeover and now they're out for fucking blood man but the hashtag resistance has its latest supporter now, which um, you're probably guessing. I don't know, maybe some some 
rich East Sider like Kemper Freeman, yeah, Susan or maybe Hutchison, a, or maybe a Coke brother, or yeah, something crazy yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. or or um, Saul Spady, you know, um, sure, yeah, who uh, are the like uh, Frode fail Coke, son of Coke the, Light, yeah, Coke Light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of the Dicks Clan. But go on. Uh, but actually, the latest hashtag resistor is none other than Democratic former Governor oh. Christine Gregoire. <laughs> Uh, who, I guess, I don't know, John, you looked into her affiliation with some sort of organization uh, now. Yeah, we so, uh, we, we, I have no idea what she's been up to since she left. Any of you have any idea no, what she's been up to? she's just a retired she's, old lady. She's been, no, 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 no. She's no? been cashing in, apparently, heading something called Challenge Seattle, <clears> which <throat> I challenge anyone to read their website <laughs> and figure out what the fuck that means. Um... But she was at some breakfast and she gave this like spiel about like against the head tax and how it was uh, disgusting and threatened our reputation nationally said? and internationally. Um, and uh, and said there was no process. There was zero, like what right, happened right, to right. the Seattle process? We passed this tax without any process. Uh, so first... There was literally a stakeholder committee put together to study progressive revenue, right? <laughs> With a bunch of unions, businesses, uh, nonprofits, and uh, like they invited the Chamber of Commerce to be on it, and of course the Chamber said no. <laughs> so there was a, a months-long process of this committee that said, yeah, the head tax is the best option we have. So there was a fuck ton of process. Then there was this whole council process that's been like... Well, there was a unanimous council vote. Well, yeah, uh, oh, right. but yeah, but right, only is, after like, de- you know, cutting hearings, deals with, deals, right, right, right. yeah, um, right, a unanimous vote by the people elected to run the city, right? <laughs> like not some like secretive, uh, you know, cabal, uh, and, and and so that's just insane. And then damages our international reputation. Like, yeah. what the? F- no one gives a fuck about the head tax outside of. Uh, Seattle. <laughs> like, well, the reputation she's talking Belgium. about yeah. <laughs> is is that we have like the lowest taxes in the world. The like right. But she actually so she said, I object to the policy of a head tax. I firmly believe it is a tax on jobs. I firmly believe it undermines our international and national reputation. And um, she's like, she says, oh my god. So. Uh, so she's part of Challenge Seattle, uh, you know, which is, it's whatever. She's trying to, she basically raises money to pay her herself, I assume, to talk to leaders from 17 of the region's largest and most successful companies. Those companies, Gregoire well, said. Well, wait, wait. Here's, here's the quote she gave, right? Why okay. did we decide to demonize a major employer in our backyard, providing good jobs to the people of our community? Sounds like an Amazon press release. Yeah. Right? Well, okay. she says here, so, she, yeah. she also said the, those companies want to be good citizens. They won't be doing, cha- they wouldn't be doing Challenge Seattle if they didn't. <laughs> they wouldn't be part, they wouldn't be giving money to my bullshit <laughs> think tank to pay, like, to supplement my retirement and ensure future jobs for my failed children. That's an amazing quote. They wouldn't be paying me if they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they would, what the so, fuck? Uh, all right, so so Colin, we're gonna play a little game here. 
Uh, the Challenge Seattle website lists 17 businesses as supporters of Challenge Seattle. I'm going to give you uh, three guesses to guess one of those 17 <laughs> companies, 17 businesses that support Challenge Seattle. Oh, man. Okay, let me do my wait, Karnak. Wait, thing. is it Uncle Ike's? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will be. It will yeah. soon be 18. Yeah. <laughs> well, it couldn't be Amazon, could it? That sounds like a little bit of a conflict Wait, of interest. No, she yeah, she wouldn't. She wouldn't give a <laughs> speech like this possible. and defend Amazon if she no. was getting money from from Amazon. Wait, wait, she might if what Challenge Seattle was what we weren't able to discern from their website was that it's a lobbying organization <laughs> for those seventeen companies. No, that, that can't be right. I've, I'm going to double check. I'm just going to scroll down. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Oh shit. my god. Amazon is oh. one of oh, the supporters. So, John, I just have to say the Challenge Seattle website has a bunch. It looks like a fucking NASCAR <laughs> driver <laughs> fucking <laughs> outfit oh. of like businesses. No, no, it's got you, you every the fucking of business logo on it. All above a picture of Gregoire herself. It's just like. Brand. Perfect. No, no, no. Brand. no, at that breakfast the other day, she was wearing like a pit crew uniform <laughs> with uh, with all those companies' logos on it. What's, what were some of them? It was Amazon. She had like the prime smile. Any business uh, that would be paying yeah, this Alaska tax. Airlines, famous for yeah, she had the uh, suing Eskimo. to not pay the minimum wage. Big, yeah, big Eskimo on her back. Uh, Starbucks, Boeing, J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, Expedia. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Oh, that's Jesus. a weird one. That's Why just not? a self suck. Yeah. That's like yeah. That's like a circle jerk. No, it's just they're paying everybody money. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, might as well, right? Challenge Seattle, if someone asked me what it was, I would say it's like, isn't that when they lock you in a room or something like that? <laughs> yeah. And then you have to solve puzzles yeah. to get out. It's the something. new escape room. So maybe 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 it's actually a consortium <laughs> of uh, escape room companies who have banded together. I don't know. Or just Escape like CEO escape room connoisseurs who like you know need to be challenged by more and more difficult escape rooms, just devised by Christine Gregoire and her children. You can place a modest tax on us if you can escape this room <laughs> in under an hour. <laughs> oh my god, okay, but but this isn't the only so there's these. People are already coalescing together. And the Seattle Times is pretending like this is a major thing. Like, there are already boots on the ground, like, gathering millions of yeah. signatures. There, but There's an editorial and an opinion piece in the same issue of the Times. Opposite pages. just With the same exact viewpoint. Yeah, just saying, you know. Yeah, the op-ed headline is Seattle voters sign repeal. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, like, that's... So people are signing a repeal... No, it's an op-ed. Seattle voters, <laughs> comma, sign the repeal. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I see, I no, see look, how it look, is. Tricky, is it, tricky yeah. New York or <laughs> Seattle so Times with your headlines no, there. No, to, to be fair, like, they, uh, it, this referendum could easily get on the ballot, could easily then pass. I mean, this is, they could, right, the truth is they're, they, they're writing a referendum that, they may get on the street and get signatures for before, what is it, like June 15th? And they, they may very well do that. And then it may get on the ballot, and this will be a hilarious, like, p- 
public fight for months now leading up to that. Just like, what yeah. would that br- bring out of the woodwork, man? When this is now, again, like an actual, again, like I think this was, we felt like this was this big fight, but it was between like very like tuned in people, you know? Yeah, but now this yeah. is like just, this is going to be the whole city and it's going to be just imagine what's going to come out of the woodwork. Like already it brought out those like safe Seattle and Seattle speak out people like this. It's going to get fucking ugly. And it's going to be a battle Royale, Oh man. Yeah. Just like the, the arguments that will come out of the woodwork, like that the demonization of homeless people is going to be like incredible. Yeah. That's in yeah, the opinion piece. Yeah. Because the opinion piece is far more reactionary than the editorial, which is probably why they ran it, because that guy said all the things the editorial board wanted to say, but felt like they couldn't. Makes sense. Yeah, that's what our hashtag resistance movement is up to. We look forward to we need a, again. We need a sweet sound for the, like every time we say hashtag resistance, there has to be something that's like burr, 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 <laughs> or like just something. Like, yeah, it's gonna be great though. It's gonna be great, man. Watching these people raise millions of dollars to promote this uh, over the next months, just you know, so they don't have to pay like a few hundred thousand in taxes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't wait. Till we hear the number that like Amazon puts. Well, I mean, this, it's you know? it's a simple math. A signature costs three dollars mm. times how many signatures? Eight thousand two hundred. Yeah. So what's three times you know that? Yeah. And then that's basically your minimum viable investment needed. Yeah. <laughs> or basically, if they spend less than like twenty million dollars, yeah, that that's a win. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <coughs> what else do we have on the docket for today? Do we do we have anything else? It's Durkin's um, birthday. That was. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Do we want to sing? Do we want to just congratulate Mayor Durkin? I don't know. I just, yeah, I think. Special the, birthday. You know, she got a birthday present, our... and it was the rebuke from Amazon. It's too bad we don't have a better press, because I can imagine it had like, like a. Uh, Mayor Durkin gets an early birthday present from Jeff Bezos. And, you know, some like cool headline like that, or you know, there like there we talked about this in the last spot. There, there's no value to like compromising. It just doesn't. It never pays dividends. So they did all this. Amazon shits all over it, and then the businesses get together to launch a referendum to overturn the compromise. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Same thing happened with the minimum wage. Like, well, this there was is this like... veneer of compromise. The, the chamber still opposed it. Companies still threatened to run an initiative to overturn it. Like, they just eventually realized they would lose that fight. But, like, no one's walking around going, yeah, that minimum wage, that was good. I'm glad we did that. Like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> you. You raised the minimum wage, now you're going to tax us again? <laughs> fuck you. Well, like, like would, the, would the response to this be any, like, large? Could it be any larger if it had been no. twice as large of a tax? No, it couldn't. It, this is the same, like liberal thinking that's plagued us for the last 10 years this is the obama administration well, it's obamacare in a, in a, yeah. in a microcosm it's, where it's, we you know compromise with the insurance companies and then every fucking republican every month sponsors a bill to repeal it and eventually someday it will get repealed or, no, you know, actually that's a perfect analog because we 40 million dollars a year 45 million dollars a year whatever 
is not going to solve the homelessness crisis. Right. So no. in five years, just like Obamacare did not solve our healthcare crisis in this country, it $45 million will make things better, but it won't solve it. So they're going to shit all over it. And then at the end, because we had a less than ideal product, everyone's going to be like, well, it's not that great anyway. Just failed. like with Obamacare. Yeah. 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 Um, it's just like all just for eight years we heard like well oh he can't he can't he, obama would like to pass this or to advocate for you know all these uh progressive policies and really go all the way but he can't because the republicans will they'll call him a communist and a muslim and it's like they did that they did that yeah. anyway for yeah. eight years so what yeah. they couldn't have been any worse they couldn't have been any more obstructionist they couldn't have like told any crazier lies and like more insane propaganda about him like there it was at maximum volume the whole time so why not just why not just actually try yeah. try for something it's the same in this case like the 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 numbers don't matter this what these people don't understand is that like like we said in the last two weeks that this is mostly about this fight is not about the numbers and the tax and the the wonkery of it, the the actual like effects. It's not about anything. It's about ideology and politics. The ideology is all taxation is bad. The politics of it are we need to flex every ounce of power we can to demonstrate that we have the power not to be taxed. Like that's it. So it doesn't matter. Well, you know, you got to be reasonable, right? Come on. Yeah. But uh, it's that. funny. Like I. The only, I think the only voice that I've been hearing out there that's been like strongly pro head tax and uh, basically calling out the bullshit that from every fucking corner is the Seattle DSA, like on their yeah. Twitter, like they're, they're the only sort of like, I think reasonable or not even reasonable, but like, like actual liberal voice in it all. Um, where, whereas everyone else just seems oh, to don't be say like, that to their face. <laughs> well, shout out to Seattle Sucks Pod on Twitter. Follow back, y'all. Yep, five stars. Yep. <laughs> you can, you can, yes, rate us five stars on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> still haven't been to one of your meetings yet. I've been meaning to go, but I don't own enough cats, so uh, I'm still waiting. Okay. Uh, but oh, no, shit, but like, I was supposed to go to a barbecue today. Yeah. God damn it, Craig. Oh, and also, I want to call out, uh, last night, uh, Fremont Brewing held an anti-head tax rally. Mm. Uh, and so, they're officially on our shit list. We are embargoing all Fremont yeah. beer as of now until an apology I, or uh, they back away. Yeah. Okay, okay. The, the boycott is on. Two things about that. Okay, first of all, listen, I'm pouring out a, a no, I Fremont pail right now. Oh my God, he's totally doing it. It's insane. During our first recording for this podcast, I brought Fremont beer to into this very room and we drank it. Okay, this was before, but I want to say something else about that. Um, I, I'm not participating in any boycott. Oh, you're not? I'm, like, I'm not into it. Okay, okay. Let me Let me back up. Let me be clear. If you want to organize a larger boycott among our seven listeners or whatever for the purpose of putting like actual pressure on Fremont Brewing because of a large organized public effort or uh, pressure, political pressure f uh, for the purpose of like divestment from other organizations or whatever. I'm for your, your boycotts or whatever. But 
No, this is a, a, a petty. A minor, yeah, this is, this a is petty totally grievance. Petty. Yeah. This is not okay, meant. But, to, yeah, but if but. it's a minor inconvenience to Greg, he's gonna go no, no, full no, no. Uh, scab Pinkerton on. No, it, no, no. Buy no. all the free mob. No, 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 no. Listen, I don't cross picket lines, motherfucker. All right, this is different. That's not what this is. Okay, I'm I'm serious because <laughs> if you serious visit, dude. No, boy, this boycott shit is listen we live in a capitalist society that's not my fault that's not your fault john is still pouring out Fremont beers this whole time listen, hey alec listen. uh money talks bullshit walks Greg. no 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 listen boy god if you look around uh you're gonna find a reason to boycott every single. You're gonna find a reason to boycott every fucking company out there because they're all shitty capitalist companies. Yeah. They're totally exploitive and totally. self-interested. And you know what? They're all against fucking taxation. Some are being real dicks about it in this situation. They're coming out loud and proud and whatever. And I don't. I wouldn't fault anybody for not buying Fremont beer. And I'm not. I'm certainly not going to go out of my way to do it. But the. The motivation, the sort of emotion of the of a boycott like this is is to uh, penalize hypocrisy and to assuage your own guilt. And the phenomenon that this comes from is liberal guilt. There's no socialist fucking guilt, man. I live in this country. That's not my fault. I gotta eat food. I gotta get around town. I gotta live my life. I gotta pay rent to, you know, I gotta do all these things. You know what? I gotta drink fucking beer, John. I gotta drink fucking drink beer. Any There's kind no of beer socialist you want. fucking guilt. What are you talking? It's not like Fremont is the only beer that's no, available. I'm just saying. <laughs> what? That's a press, like the whole attitude of calling out these companies and, and asking people to change their lives in a capitalist society in through their individual action is motivated by this like hypocrisy guilt thing that's a that's a liberal phenomenon that i'm not interested in i'm just pissed at fremont because i like yeah, their I'd... beer and now they've they've yeah, offended I mean, it's a them. petty grievance and yeah, i'm on board with totally <laughs> and i'll probably i'll probably inadvertently you know if anyone invites me to Fremont Brewing, I will say yes, and I'll go. Yeah. I'll make a stink of it, and I'll just eat all the free pretzels or something like that. Yeah. But uh, but from now on, our official... I'll be like, wait, are we... Is this a Fremont? Are we a Fremont Brewing Company right now? No, listen, oh, listen. I, oh, I had no idea. I had no idea. Again, to be clear, if I you listen, guys... they already poured the beer out. If you guys organize a mass effort that Fremont Beer Brewing will actually notice... I will join in that effort. Oh, I'll stand on that picket line. They're going to notice. That's what this, this. podcast you're just is saying, about. Frank. If you're just saying you're going to remove that the guilt from your life by not buying it yourself, and you're going to look at me as a hypocrite for drinking and oh, and not, all those people around, it's not guilt. It's petty on this grievance. individual level. <laughs> then fuck that. I don't feel can't guilty. Affect shit on an individual level. Uh, but from now on, our our beer choice will be. We're going to switch to Rubens. I have no idea what their political affiliation oh, is at all. It turns out they're actually white supremacists. Uh, oh, Georgetown, man. Georgetown Brewing. Yeah, Georgetown uh, Brewing. Okay, they're good, right? Oof, uh, Nazis. Yeah. I. I I'm still gonna drink it though, because it's not. I don't have a petty grievance. <laughs> uh, so you hear it's a call to arms. Rubens, uh, Georgetown, yeah. Who knows? They're probably yeah. cool. Um, yeah. Shout out to to either of those 
if you want to send us some free beer. But like, to the point, I'm st- I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna stop, or I'm not gonna like expect people to stop like eating dicks at two in the morning because of like Saul Spady saying homeless people should be arrested. Like, I'd cheer on people, you know, uh, like egging their restaurant. But like, I feel like a huge part of Dicks is <laughs> so you want the the. The guys making ten bucks an hour and have to clean up the eggs. Okay, this wasn't a good example. That's your no. revolution, Greg. No, no, no. Okay, this is a bad example. But like, I also think like a lot of their clientele are probably homeless. You know, like it's food. People got to eat food. People got to eat cheap food. People got to eat what people got to to use what is available in a capitalist society to live. So I'm not gonna All I'm right. not gonna guilt anyone for right. eating Petty, dicks. Burgers. Petty grievance boycott with an asterisk. If it's the only beer accessible to you, you have our permission to drink it. There you go. All right. And uh, don't forget, uh, we're out on Twitter, uh, Seattle Sucks Pod. uh, At us, yell at us. Oh, it is Seattle Sucks Mm -hmm. Pod. Yep. And we're also on iTunes and Pocket Casts and Android. And we're available everywhere. So subscribe because that's how we know that you love us. And don't forget to uh, leave a review. Five stars only. Uh, That's all we take. Yep. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, talk to you guys next week. If you are hate listening, like smash that one star because we want to know about that too. No, fuck that. No one stars. No, you can't have the one star review. But, but you <laughs> We're can. Only perfect. You can tell your other weird friends to hate listen with you and yeah. subscribe. That's yeah. totally fine. <laughs> it's it's no concern of mine uh, how you consume Matt, the podcast. Uh, Matt Dubin? Dubin. Dubin. Dubin yeah. can rate one star, but he has to come on the pod if he does it and defend his. Well, review. he should treat us how <laughs> oh, we yeah. want to be treated. Oh yeah, 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 right. And we're actually telling him how we want to be treated. Oh, so the platinum five rule. Star. Uh, yeah. we're, we're talking about. <laughs> Uh, that's just his own logic. We're talking right? about Wait, yeah, his by his own logic, he has yeah. to rate us five he stars. Has to. He, <laughs> Yo, he has I'm, no other we choice. Tweet at him right now to let We'd him like know. to invite known and repeated them denier <laughs> Matt Dubin onto the podcast. <laughs> Sir, do you deny the existence of them? Do you believe uh, that they exist? Gentle sir. listener, you're probably confused as to who Matt Dubin is. And, and because, you will continue to be because no one will ever hear uh, him. And that's because you haven't listened to episode one and two. But it's a glorious world of inside jokes about just, you know, minor Seattle politicians. So make sure to listen to all the episodes. Um, we hope you like them. Um, I think we have fun making it. So that's all. Well, that wait, wait, before we go, we should probably wish a very, very happy birthday to one of, I, I believe, one of our biggest fans. Has to be one of our biggest fans. Mary Jenny Durkin. Happy birthday. <gasps> Happy, Happy birthday, Mary Jenny. Birthday. Well, shit, guys. I feel bad. I didn't get her anything. You know, it just came and went, and I, I totally missed it. Uh, did any of you, I don't know, remember well, Jenny? I invited her to the top of the Space Needle where we're recording. So <laughs> she's yet to accept, but hopefully we'll see her soon. For some. Yeah, uh, well, I think they, she she was worried you you wanted to push her off. <laughs> Maybe. Well, they just opened the. Uh, oh, it's open. Yeah, it's open. Well, that's what all that noise is. Happy birthday to you. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jenny. Happy birthday to you. God, who says acapella is dead, man? Oh, man. That's fucking beautiful. I love you guys. I love you, Jenny. Uh, stay strong. Yeah, what, what I did for a birthday is I compromised. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. It's the best gift you could give her. Compromise. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>